Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here tonight with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the SEC Indoor Championship meet, which occurred on February 22nd and 23rd. So welcome back, Kyle. Thank you. I'm glad to be back and happy to talk about, after two weeks of hiatus, a uh, track meet. And this one is a very special one, the SEC meet. And this is a special podcast because you and I are not together for the first time in a long time. It's been 10 months since we have recorded in separate rooms. But we're and, we're in much more than separate rooms right now. I right? say we're we're in separate states. We are separated by hundreds of miles, and it's a little weird that we're doing this live this way again. It is. It's kind of like old school, back to the original Tiger Tracks. So back, back when I was like, less smart about track and field, or kind of like when Whitney and I used to do it, and we were in different states. Those were the good old days. Are you saying that you know you don't like having me as your co-host now? No, I like it. Whitney just brought a little more to the show. Mm, that hurts. All right. <laughs> so going back to the SEC Indoor Championships. So there were a lot of good wins for Auburn at this meet. So something like 16 overall PRs. Um, so let's talk about a couple of them real quick before we get too into into the meet results. So let's talk about Joyce Camelli first. So Joyce has been one that we have talked about many times this season. We all know she's a red shirt freshman, so she's really young. We've got a few more years with her, but she finished second in the 5,000 meter run and finished second in the 3,000 meter run. So in the 5,000 meter run, she actually broke the freshman indoor record for Auburn with a time of 1628. So the previous record was set in 2003 with a time of 16.43. So she beat that by 15 seconds. That's incredible. And here's the the most incredible thing, is that not only does she place in one event, but she places in a second event. And just watching the rise of Joyce Camelli this last year, and not, not so much the absence, but the lack of Brenda Kaigen, because that's for the last two years, that's all we've talked about, Brenda Kaigen, Brenda Kaigen, Brenda Kaigen, and how she's been dominant in these distance runs. And to see someone else step up, when, for whatever reason, why we've seen less and less of her, see someone step up like Joyce and have so much great success. It's just been so exciting to watch. I agree. And like you said, yes, to finish second in the 3,000 meter less than 24 hours after the 5,000 meter, that's huge. And with the 3,000 meter, she actually broke her own school freshman record. So she set another freshman record. I just, I continue to be impressed by her more. And I'm, you know, she needs to be a spokesman for Gatorade now and, you know, the whole electrolytes thing is like, if I can run 3,000 in one day and then 5,000 the next day, look at what, <laughs> look at what Gatorade's doing. For me. <laughs> well, I agree. Um, so a couple more people to talk about. So Natasha Jordan, she got three PRs and a collegiate best in her pentathlon. She got a PR with her score of 3810. 
Maddie Malone got a school record throw in the women's weight throw. And then Presley Weems got a PR in the women's mile. So overall, a really good day for Auburn women. For those of you that are amateur track and field listeners and enthusiasts now, you know, people like me, I'm like you, that listener. Uh, that likes to hear about the first and the second and third place finishes, the, the places, the placements, as I like to call them. Jessica gets excited about the PRs, so that's why she throws in a bunch of these PRs along with the bronze, silver, and gold medals. So, you know, you don't sneak one by me, baby. You know, <laughs> don't act like you don't serve yourself a little bit on this podcast. I, I agree. I mean, if I'm not serving myself, then why would I be doing this podcast? I have to get some enjoyment out of it as well. It's a lot of hard work. You get enjoyment uh, out of talking to your husband. How about that? Uh, yes, we'll go with that. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, I am happy to see that an athlon, as we like to shorten it up and say <laughs> it, gets a really good, uh, you know, notoriety here would be the PR for Natasha Jordan and also the throwing events. I feel like mainly we talk a lot about the distance, the jumping, those type of events. We rarely hear placements for the throws, at least that I can recall. So I'm happy to see that Maddie Malone also got a second placement, a silver medal for us in the weight throw. I agree. I agree. So Kyle, why don't you actually start us off with some actual event scores? So speaking of the throws, we'll start right there with the women's shot put. Uh, Tori McKinley, the sophomore, has a throw of 15. Uh, is that, that's, remind me again, Jessica, with your chart, 15 meters or 15 feet? Is that the first Yes, one? that would be meters followed by feet. Should we go with meters or feet for the folks listening? Well, I think we can say both well, because let's, it let's gives you meters. a good perspective. Let's do oh, meters okay. because it, since that's kind of like the we'll stay metric in this one. So, Tori McKinley with the weight or with the shot put, fifteen point two one meters for a twelfth pace finish out of nineteen. In the men's weight throw, we had one competitor, Eric Ebel, with a throw of seventeen point four four meters for a sixteenth place out of eighteen. So. We, we talked about the good things of the throwing events, but this is not one of them here. I mean, I'm not trying to dog them or anything, but they did place pretty low. And this is the SEC competition. There's teams like Arkansas in here that are just known for being great at track and field. So it's hard well, to Well, and continue. that's the thing. This is going to be your best of the best. So, again, I wouldn't feel too bad because Eric placed 16th out of the top 18 you know, athletes in the SEC for sure. this event. So I'm just going to shut up because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking well, about basically, <laughs> you're just being negative, Nancy, and these people are still beasts of athletes. Yes, so. I have a tendency to do that from time to time. It's all right. We won't hold it against you. So moving on to women's weight throw, we had Maddie Malone, who we've already spoken about a little bit. She placed second out of 25 with a PR, a throw of 22.11 meters. So that's a huge PR for her. She had a great day um, on Friday. So then we move on to the men's triple jump, which jumps are one of Kyle's favorites as well. Um, so we had Mark Rubelkaba. He placed seventh out of 13 athletes with a jump of 15.16 meters. You know, I love to see our upperclassmen do well, uh, especially with this. Their time is limited at Auburn, whether they go pro or they graduate. Um, so I've been watching Mark for a lot of time here and, and happy to see him um, finally doing so well in this event. Absolutely. And then we had one other athlete. We had Noah Igbenogany, um in the men's triple jump. He placed 10th out of 13 athletes with a jump of 14.81. So this was actually our first time seeing him compete in the triple jump. We're used to seeing Noah in the long jump. So this was kind of interesting 
that the first time he competes is in the SEC Indoor Championships. I'm glad Coach Spry is giving um, our football athletes that are running with them and jumping with them the, the opportunity to try some different events than their strong suit just to see where they can you know compete and you know he's got a lot of ground to make up to get up to where mark is right now but give him some time he's an incredibly gifted athlete so i'll move on to the women's triple jump one competitor kendy brown gets a jump of 12.03 meters for a placement of 16 out of 18 and then in the men's long jump, we see our football player again, Noah Igbenogny. He dominates for the Tigers. He gets a jump of 7.58 meters for a 10th place finish out of 18. Merrill Parker gets a jump of 7.38 meters. And Mark Rubacalba gets a jump of 7.13 meters. Those were 11th places and 14th places out of 18 for those last two there. So let's move on to our next event, the men's and women's high jump. So for men's high jump, we had Dontavius Hill, who is a freshman, and he actually got a PR in this event. He jumped 2.16 meters or 7 feet 1 inch for a PR and an eighth place out of 19 individual finish. Then we had Natasha Jordan for the women with the highest jump she's jumped this season. They didn't say it's her PR, though. Um, she had a jump of 1.72 meters for a sixth place at a 19th place finish. So we're assuming that her PR came at a different season. Could be. I mean, she is a junior, so it's potential that she's had a higher jump in the past. Or it could be just that they, you know, the article writers were not aware that this was a PR for her. Yeah, it's, it's possible. But, you know, I'm happy to see that at least in the season she does do um, her best jump because, um, we definitely want to see this as we get into SEC championships, but also the NCAA championships, an opportunity uh, to show your best. Absolutely, I agree. All right, we'll move on to the running events. We'll start with the men's 60-meter dash. Now, we do not see our familiar names from the football players. Anthony Schwartz and Sean Shivers did not compete in the SEC championships. It's, it's not surprising that I think Coach would hold them out for this. Really? Being so young. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Because have they qualified for NCAAs? I would assume they have. No, you have to qualify from the SEC championships. Well, see, I so didn't they're know that. they're uh, they can't qualify. That's why I was disappointed because I think Anthony most likely would have qualified. I wonder if he's just trying to give them the taste this year and not just try to you know. I mean, this is just indoor too. Remember that we still it is. And, and maybe maybe it was a choice that they made based on their football schedule. Who knows? But I was very disappointed that they were not. I, I know there's the a little meter. there's definitely a little disappointment there when you don't get to see guys as electric as that run. But it yeah. gives you an opportunity for others to shine. So you have Jason Reese for us in the men's 60 meter dash with a time of 6.96 seconds. And then Joshua Burks has a time of 6.9 flat for a 25th place finish overall. Jason had a 27th place finish. Now, they didn't, in the SEC competition, finish all that well, but again, competing against the best of the best. Again, uh, that's exactly right. In the men's 200-meter dash, we had three competitors. Now, you do get to see Sean here, which is interesting. Why mm -hmm. not in one event, but in the other? Who knows? We're not in coach coach's head, so we don't know. Um, for the 200-meter dash, Sean Shivers finishes 24th overall with a time of 21.73 seconds. Jason Reese, again, 21.88 seconds for 27th overall. Joshua Burks, also 21.79 for 25th overall. 
interesting that we see Sean run here and not Anthony. And of course, he is more prone to do the shorter dashes than the longer dashes. It is. You're exactly right. But it is interesting, like you said, that Sean would compete in the 200 and not the 60. So just have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. Well, can I, let me say this here. Remember, we had a discussion on the last podcast of that. Maybe he's more suited for the longer dashes because of the momentum he builds over time with his body type. Yes. At least that's my theory because Anthony is taller and skinnier and he's kind of able to get off to those quicker starts. But if, if you've seen Sean in football, you know we call him the bowling ball for a reason because when he gets his feet <laughs> moving and gets a little momentum behind him, he will bowl you over. That's true. That's true. Good point. So let's talk about the women's 200-meter dash. We just had one competitor. We had Tyler Colbert, who had a run of 24.62 seconds for a 29th place finish. So not her best this season, but definitely better than a couple races. So um, so that was good to see. Um, next, moving on, we had the men's 400-meter dash. One competitor, Chison Tenkang, he had a time of 49.13 seconds for a 33rd out of 36th place finish. We'll keep it in the 400-meter dash for the women. Two competitors, Cameron Hinton, with a time of 55.41 uh, seconds for 31st overall out of 36. And then Myra Mack gets a time of 56.21 with 32 out of 36 competitors. That is her placement there for those two girls. We'll move on down to the women's mile run. Now, this is where Jessica starts getting excited because we get into those <laughs> longer distances, what she loves. Presley Weems, a name we're very familiar with from cross country, uh, she gets a time of 4 minutes, 47.4 seconds in the mile run for second overall uh, out of 10 competitors in the finals. That's, I think, about a 4-minute mile, and I just I can't even grasp my, I know that's point. Four minutes and 47 seconds, but still, like, I never even could touch that. Oh, oh my gosh, Kyle, are you nuts? I'd be impressed if you could do three quarters of a mile in that time. Wow, that's you, you think really highly of me, don't you? I do. I mean, you're not a runner, so let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me go but, uh, over here in the corner and just cry myself to sleep at night. Yeah, go ahead. But besides that, I mean, just super excited that she got second out of you know, out of the 10 athletes in the finals. So that means that she had to run this event twice. Right. So super excited for her. Um, let's move on to the women's 3000 meter run. We talked a little bit about Joyce Camelli and her PR in this event um, and the fact that she got second. But what we didn't talk about was that there were 50 athletes. She got second out of 50. So that's huge. Along with the PR, along with the new freshman record, blah, blah, blah. Joyce Camelli's awesome. We've all known this for a long time. So next we had Brenda Kygan, who's also awesome by getting eighth place out of the 50 athletes with a time of nine minutes, 42.6 seconds. Then we had Francis Patrick um, with a time of 10 minutes, 1.8 seconds for a 27th place finish. And our last competitor was Hannah Tarwater, time of 10 minutes, 9.9 .9 seconds for a 39th place finish. You just feel like Brenda's got something left in the tank. And I'm happy to see her at eighth overall out of 50. I mean, her, like you said, 50 athletes in this race. I've watched some of the starts for these type of races, and it's just nerve-wracking to watch that amount of people start and try to jockey for positions along the track here. I don't know how you managed it yourself, Jessica. Oh my gosh. Well, I was not a 3000 meter runner, except in cross country. You know, we did the 5k, but 
let's just say I could never do the long distances on the track. <laughs> so we had three competitors for the men's 3,000 meter run. We had Jack Rogers with a time of 8 minutes, 24.8 seconds for a 19th place finish out of 47 athletes, followed by Tommy McDonough with a time of 8 minutes, 27.5 seconds for a 24th place finish. Then Kevin Weiss with a time of 8 minutes, 29.3 seconds, and a 26th place finish. So overall, pretty good standings for our three men in the 3,000-meter run. Yep, they've gotten better better as the season has gone along. And as they get better, we'll also get longer in the distances we talk about. Uh, we'll start with the men's 5,000. Yes, you heard me, 5,000-meter run. One competitor there. Kevin Weiss, the senior, gets a time of 14 minutes, 40.1 seconds for 13th out of 25. So you see that he got 26 out of 47 right in the middle of the pack. And he gets, a, I would say proportionally, does a lot better in this race in the 5,000-meter run, albeit with less competitors. Uh, we'll start then with the women's 5,000-meter run. Joyce Camelli, again, this we've already talked about it, second place, a goal, or silver medal out of 28 competitors, 16 minutes, 28.6 seconds. Well done, Joyce. We are very excited for you. Absolutely. So then we had two relays, unfortunately not the four by fours, which I would hope for. So for the men's distance medley, the team was made up of Silas, um, Chison, Jack, and Tommy. Um, they ran a time of 10 minutes, 4.3 seconds for an eighth place out of 12 teams finish. Then for the women's distance medley, we had Brenda, Catherine, um, Let's see, Abby and Francis, and they placed sixth place out of 11 teams with a time of 11 minutes, 41.7 seconds. And so the women's distance medley, they actually competed in this event previously at the, um, let's see what meet that was, at the UAB meet. And this time they actually beat their time by a solid 40 seconds. So I don't know what happened, but I count that as a win. It's called SEC Championships and you bring your A game. We haven't talked about the medley a lot, have we, this year outside of the women? No, we really haven't. So it's interesting. I guess you, you take the opportunity to. You put a team together for SEC championships to see what you can do. And since we have not seen that, to my knowledge, and as I check our stats here all season for the men, to get eight out of 12 teams, I'm pretty impressed with that just for not trying oh, at all this year. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah, I'm very impressed with what they could put together there. So let's talk about the athlons. And for the women, we'll discuss the pentathlon. Natasha Jordan, the junior, has a PR in this event. And she gets 30, uh, well, I almost put the wrong numbers there, but 3,810 points overall to get her to that PR. Now, she competed in six events. The first one, the 60-meter hurdles, she got 8.68 seconds. The high jump, 1.73 meters. Um, the shot put, 10.67 meters. Long jump, 5.60 meters. And the 800 meters, 2 minutes 34.37 seconds. So very happy to see her get a PR. Kyle, how many events are in the pentathlon? That would be five. You know, we could just blow past right there and not, <laughs> and, and not you know, remind people that Kyle doesn't know math. Kyle doesn't know many things, track and field and math. But if we were on your show of football, you would school me round and round in circles. That's I can't true. even tell you what a wide receiver does. So That's true. There's that. Just know that, folks, going in, Kyle doesn't know math. We'll finish out the track and field of uh, meet here with the heptathlon and our old familiar guy, Chris Stone, the senior. He finishes fifth out of nine competitors with his point totals being 4,877. Now, he competed in the long jump, 6.18 meters, 
the shot put 12.05 meters, high jump 1.98 meters, 1,000 meter run 3 minutes 18.83 seconds, the 60 meter uh, hurdles with 8.71 seconds, pole vault 4.74 meters, and si- the 60 meter dash 7.47 seconds on that. So that is, you know, I know it's it's hard to do five events, but she's seven events i just don't know how you maintain the stamina to compete well in all of those i completely agree i mean that is the true definition of a renaissance athlete somebody that can jump throw vault run all of those things i don't know how (laughs) but i'm very impressed that you know i love as i said our upperclassmen doing well and yes he did not finish first second or third but to be in the middle of the pack they're competing against the best of the sec i love seeing that I completely, completely agree with that. So overall, um, the team scoring, there was a lot to be desired. We'll just, we'll say that. This um, is why we focus on the individual stuff as opposed to the team thing. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about team scoring this season at all because it hasn't been a topic that we wanted to discuss. But I think for the SEC championships, we do need to throw it out there. Um, let me just say Arkansas dominated on as every front. expected. Yes. So... I guess, you know, right now they are the dominant track and field team for indoor. Um, But our women, they placed ninth out of 14 teams. They did get 37 points. um, A lot of those from Joyce Camelli. So (laughs) there's that. Um, Unfortunately, the men placed 13th out of 13 teams with a total of eight points. So a lot to be desired and a lot to improve upon next year in the indoor season. Well, this is what you have to take away if your listener hasn't been listening for a while and following what's been going on with this team. You know, we lost a lot of great athletes like Akeem Bloomfield, Nathan Allen, um, especially for running for the men this year. Um, so yep. when you see 13th out of 13th, yes, that can be discouraging, but you also have to take a look at what's been going on with the team. So I'm not Yes, I'm disappointed that they got last place, but I'm also understanding of what's going on with the team dynamic and how it could change and look better going forward. Absolutely. Like I said, that just gives us something to improve upon next year. Yep. So that concludes the SEC indoor meet. Um, We've got one more meet for indoor before outdoor begins. My favorite season. So the final meet of the indoor season is the NCAA Indoor Championships, which will be held in Birmingham, Alabama, actually, um, on March 8th and 9th. So just a week and a half away, and we'll be able to talk about that, Kyle. Yeah, Aren't you super ha- excited? I am because it's in our home state of Alabama. We spent way too much time in the state of South Carolina this season for <laughs> indoor track and field. So I'm happy that it's coming a little bit closer to home. That's true. So we've got a little bit of time between SEC championships and indoor you know, the NCAA championships. So Kyle, if people are just dying to talk about indoor track and they want to talk about it with somebody who doesn't know how to do math, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. And please, I know I can't do math. Don't remind me. <laughs> well, we can all poke fun at Kyle not doing math. If you want to do that with me, I'm on Twitter at Jessica Loomis RN, which stands for registered nurse. So I can talk nursing and I can talk track and field. So y'all come at me with that. And Kyle, I think that's all we have for this week. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, 
SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?